the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. This great nation will endure as it has endured. Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. You are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. From every mountainside, let freedom ring, and if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. So let freedom ring. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right Radio on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob France. Yes, indeed, it is. And a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us as we get underway. At nine minutes past the hour of nine o'clock on this Thursday, the ninth morning, or excuse me, the tenth morning now of the eleventh month of the year of our Lord 2022. Appreciate you being with us. We have a lot of very important things to talk about this morning, including saving lives. I like to think we kind of do that every morning to some degree or another, whether we're talking about violent crime rates in our cities and what we need to do to support police and how we need to boot soft on crime prosecutors and no cash bail giving judges and all those kinds of those things save lives. But we also talk on a fairly regular basis about the particularly in this in this calendar year in which uh, the 50 year shame of Roe versus Wade was ended. Uh, we've talked about saving preborn lives too on, a, on on almost every show at some point or another over the course of the last several months, uh, and really since the leak of the draft opinion back in the spring, it has been a topic on the tongues of every voter. It's been a topic on the tongues of virtually every person, uh, man and woman. And by the way, just a quick reminder: there are only two of those. Just 
just men and women. I think you probably remember that. Uh, you've heard it a time or two from Pastor Mark Robinson, I would, uh, I would imagine. Ain't but two genders. Two genders. Ain't nothing but men and women. Pregnant women uh, choosing what to do with their babies has been uh, front of the mind, top of the mind, as Karine Jean-Pierre likes to say, for all of us. And in fact, there are many who believe that the surprising results in the uh, midterm elections on Tuesday, which did not deliver a Republican red wave, nor did it deliver a Democrat win in any way. The Republicans are going to take the House. I'll give you those numbers uh, as they stand right now in a moment. But uh, the surprising lack of the red wave, a lot of people attributed to the Democrats' true embrace of pro-death lifestyles. They don't want to change their lifestyles. They don't want to have to be responsible when it comes to the act of procreation or or participating in acts that can lead to pregnancy. Uh, they want the ability to just handle that little problem uh, in the most convenient way possible for them. And for them, that's abortion. And so uh, it's uh, it's a big deal. It was a big deal on election night, Tuesday night, and it's a big deal today. And it's going to remain a big deal uh, as long as they're killing babies, defenseless babies in horrific ma- uh, manners. And that's why today it's our annual preborn campaign. And we're going to be talking with Scott Wilder all morning long about how you can help save babies' lives. We still have a lot of work to do today. We're going to talk about the election. We're going to talk with Dr. Everett Piper at 1010. He's got election results. He's a winner, by the way. Uh, I'll give him a can you dig it when he comes on, but what the heck. Let's can give him two of them. Can you dig it? Dr. Everett Piper, as you know, our regular, our regular culture war general from Oklahoma, uh, won his county commissioner's race on Tuesday, and so he is now uh, a county commissioner-elect. So congratulations to him. But bigger picture, he is still, uh, as I say, a general in the uh, war, in the culture wars, and uh, he's got some thoughts on what happened on Tuesday and where we go from here. Uh, we are also going to talk about what happened in our schools, or more specifically in the Ohio Board of Education races. There were five seats available on Tuesday, and we have all been watching very closely what's going to happen with the uh, Title IX changes being pushed by the Federal Department of Education. They're trying to essentially include gender identity with biological sex in terms of protecting women and girls, which has been going on for for 50 years, Um, you know, 40 years anyway. uh, Title IX protections are about to leave girls and women because they're going to have to have biological boys included as long as they like to play dress up. And that's the reality of the situation. And they've told states like Ohio, if you don't change Title IX to include in your state boys playing dress up as girls and include them in girls' showers, lockers, bathrooms, and sports teams, well, then your poor kids starve. That sounds blunt, but it's real. They have said they will withhold federal funds that go to reduced and free lunch programs for impoverished kids if you don't accept their changes to Title IX. So, um, as you know, there's been a resolution. We've covered this in in quite a bit of depth with Brendan Shea two times and with others uh, on the board uh, a resolution to say, no, we will not comply with that ridiculous order. We're not going to do that to our girls uh, in our schools. And uh, that resolution uh, was tabled by the board. It moved to the executive committee for some sort of a hearing, and then uh, a whole bunch of other different types of amended resolutions have emerged. What's going to happen 
Well, it depends on the makeup of the board. As I said, five seats were up on Tuesday, and Kirsten Hill, who is an uh, uh, outgoing member of that board, is going to join me here in about 25 minutes to tell us what happened, tell us what the board looks like now, what the voting membership looks like. We might even hear from former Board of Education member uh, Lisa Woods this morning as well, if her schedule allows her to join in that conversation. So. So we've got conversations about what's going on in this country. We've got conversations about what's going on in our culture, and we are certainly going to have a conversation all day long about how you can help save babies' lives. Um, I'll just give you the number right now before we talk to Scott after our timeout, 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Every year that we have done a preborn campaign, a one-day campaign, on this program and on this station, we have broken all expectations. It has just been phenomenal. I've been so proud to be a part of it. We always exceed our goal, if not in some cases double uh, the goal of money raised to protect uh, uh, babies by helping women uh, who are pregnant see their babies by way of ultrasounds. And uh, it, it, I'm so proud of it. Every year we crush it. And that means you crush it. And I just want to thank you for that, and I want to encourage you to get a, get a head start now. You know you're going to do it. You know you want to save lives. You've proven it year after year after year on this program. So while I'm talking about other things, you be dialing 833-850-BABY. All right? Now it's 915, so let me ask you to start our program the way we always do. Rise, patriots, if you would. Face a flag if you have one nearby. Put your hand on your heart if you don't, and at least join us in our Pledge of Allegiance. If you are a believer in anything that came out of the mouth of Joe Biden from his podium yesterday about not changing anything from the disaster that this country has become in 22 months of his leadership and full Democrat control, well, then you have no earthly idea what those stars and those stripes on that flag represent anyway. You are exempted from the request to stand and pledge your allegiance. You may join us, but you're not required. Go ahead and take a knee next to your favorite ex-quarterback instead. As for the rest of us... I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So the latest I can tell you now at 916, numbers-wise... 207 Republicans, 184 Democrats. That's where the House total stands now. It takes 218 to be the majority. There are 44 seats left in play. The Republicans are going to have the majority. The question is how big or how small. On the Senate side, 49 for the Republicans, 48 for the Democrats, three left in play. One of them is going to a runoff next month. Who will control the Senate? Well, it's going to take a little bit of time to find out. What does all of this mean? That is part of, partly what we're going to talk about as we continue on AM 1420. The answer, we're also going to check in with Scott Wilder for the first time from Preborn. He's in our studios right now to tell us how you can help save babies' lives with abortion being as large an issue right now post-Roe as it ever was during Roe. And we'll talk about that coming up. Always Right Radio on AM 1420, The Answer. of the time, it works every time. Always right with Bob France. That doesn't make sense. On AM 1420, the answer. You know, Molly Smith is so right. Ohio is truly a committed pro-life state. 
I'm so proud of that. That's probably one of the reasons why we've been so successful every year whenever we have our pre-born campaign. One day, start to finish, one day, uh, we join with pre-born to try to save babies' lives by showing mothers exactly what's going on inside of them, showing them their babies by way of ultrasounds, and the pre-born ministry has, uh, has been just instrumental in this. That's why we're successful, and that's why I'm so happy to have Scott Wilder back in our studio with us to tell us a little bit more about this year's campaign. Scott, so good to have you, my friend. How are you this Listen, morning? Listen, I'm so much better being with you, i got to tell you. I mean, I mean, just listening the last, you know, whatever it's been, uh, 22 minutes, I just feel like I'm home again. And so, seriously, what a great pleasure it is to be with you. Uh, we do this, you know, it's one day only. We're not mm-hmm. doing this tomorrow, the next day, the next day. This is one day only, saving babies right here by providing ultrasounds for girls and women. Uh, sort of give them a womb with a, with a view. You know, they can know exactly what's happening in their body. And let me make a couple of points really clear. What we raise here stays here. This money doesn't go anywhere else. These are your babies, grandbabies. The babies that are alive today because of what we did a year ago, they're just under the age of one, just uh, less than one year old, and their mamas are getting ready, their dads are getting ready uh, for a stocking at Christmas time. They are alive today because of what we did a year ago and, and less than two years old because of what we did two years ago and so on. So we're doing it again today, but it's only one day. So what we raise here stays here. That's number one. Number two... Every single penny goes directly to providing ultrasounds and ultrasound machines. Now, somebody, I hear you barking, big dog. You're so wondering, how is that possible? Because we know there's administrative, know that there's overhead. No, we separately fundraise for overhead and administrative so that when we come to you with Bob, we can say every single penny that you give goes directly to providing ultrasounds. So uh, $28 can provide one ultrasound. We're going to save 500 babies today. That's $14,000. And how do you get there? Uh, 280 at a time. Carolyn Brunswick has already called. Said, I want to save 10 babies at $280. Uh, 560 saves 20 babies. If you wanted to provide an ultrasound machine that can save thousands of babies over the next 10 years, it's in it's an operation 250 times a year for the next 10 years. It's 2,500 ultrasounds. It's saving thousands of babies, literally thousands of babies. If you want that to be your business legacy or your family legacy, you wanted to do something that big, you can do that too. And that also will stay here, saving babies for years and years to come. So today is the day. Now is the time. It's not going to be tomorrow. It's only one day. And Bob, we're thrilled to be with you. The phone number is 833-850-2229. I say it slowly because everybody says we said the phone number too fast. 833 833- Eight five zero two 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 nine, or really the fastest way to do it is to go to whkradio.com, click on the preborn banner there. We tested it. You actually can get it done in less than 30 seconds if it saves your CV code or saves your information in your uh, computer. So less than a minute otherwise. So we're introducing girls and women to their babies for the first time today, giving them the first picture they're ever going to have of their baby. In fact, I would offer without the picture you're going to provide today in that ultrasound. There might not be any other pictures in the future. And so today, man, stand for life. You know, the overturning of Roe, a lot of people don't understand what that even was. Thought it's time for a victory lap. No, it is more important than ever uh, to tell the truth regarding this. Look, uh, life was on the ballot this week. And in so many ways, you know, it, it did not go well for our side. 
But that doesn't matter. Politics and bans and laws don't change hearts. Uh, introduce a girl by giving her the picture and the heartbeat, and things will change. And you don't have to make a lot of noise to make a big difference for life. And, Bob, I'm so excited about uh, the chance to do it with you again. Well, Scott, it's uh, it, you're always so impactful the way you, you bring these stories to people and you really kind of crystallize what it means. And just to kind of uh, buttress that, you know, remind people of what you can see in an ultrasound, particularly in the more modern ultrasounds uh, that are that are more high resolution than ever. It just completely debunks the, you know, the, the pro-choice, which I call pro-death, you know, the pro-death side's argument that that's not a baby until it's born. It's a clump of cells mm. just massed together yeah. in there. The ultrasound that a that a mother um, can see disproves all of that, doesn't it? It it, it really does. And and maybe the best way to first of all, the I used to get around and say that when when my kids it's thirty years ago, uh, when the ultrasounds way back when, I mean all the kids looked just like Ernest Borgnine, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> they had to point out that this is their hand, this is their foot. Uh, now you really can even see that the baby sort of looks like dad, or looks like mom, or looks. I mean, it's unbelievable what you can see. I mean, the best way to tell you is. I tell you a quick story. Uh, under a minute of a, a young girl and and boy, they're coming. They're high school sophomores. They're coming in uh, to a preborn center. They're actually on their way to an, get an abortion at a Planned Parenthood facility. But she had heard from a girlfriend that we provide free ultrasounds, and she wanted just to see how far along she was. They both came into the room. He wanted nothing to do with it. Sat far away from the machine. Ball cap on, head down, cell phone out. As she saw her baby. On the screen, she just started, eyes filled with tears, and she said, come look at this. It's amazing. You won't believe this. He never even broke stride on his phone. But then the sonographer put the Doppler on her belly, and the sound of the baby's heartbeat resounded in the room again, 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 again. And he just looked up, and almost to his own surprise, he said, that's a baby. (laughs) And they chose life that day, and it happens all the time. All you have to do is provide the ultrasound today. We're going to save 500 babies. How many will you save in this single most effective way to stand for life, especially in this day and age where we have a government, certainly a vice president, never been more pro-death in the White House than the one we have now. So rather than waiting for the right president at the right time, with the right Congress, the right mood, do the right thing with the right court, uh, all that time, babies died. Uh, We could save babies right here today by providing ultrasounds it's grassroots 560 saves 20 1400 saves 50 28 a month saves a baby a month for less than a dollar a day call right now 833-850-2229 or online at whkradio.com I've been so proud of this audience. Every year we do this, and uh, you always make me look good. You make me sound good, like I have some influence. Uh, I, I know it's not me. I know it's the babies that are making you do this, but please uh, make me proud again today. Call that number or get on the website, whkradio.com, click on that preborn banner, and do what you always do. Today, we save babies' lives. Coming up next segment, we're going to talk about educating them once they get into schools rather than indoctrinating them. Kirsten Hill, outgoing member of the Ohio Board of Education, is going to join us. We might here from Lisa Woods. She is a former member of the Ohio Board of Education about the uh, elections that were held on Tuesday night. Five seats were up for grabs. What does the board look like now? And can we protect women and girls from the Title IX changes being forced by the Biden administration? We'll talk to Kirsten next right here on AM 1420, The Answer.
is madness. You need something different. This is always right with Bob Franz on AM 1420. The answer. All right, 936. We continue on Always Right Radio, Thursday edition. Appreciate you being here. Don't forget, no matter what we're doing, and I'm about to talk about education and the Ohio Board of Education with Kirsten Hill, outgoing member of that board, uh, no matter what we're doing, you should be dialing, okay? We can do two things at once here. We can talk about the things that are important on the show that we need to do today, but you need to be saving babies. The pre-born campaign is a one-day only campaign. That's why Scott Wilder's in studio with us. We'll check in with him again in a few. But while uh, while I'm talking to Kirsten, you'll be dialing 833-850-BABY. 833-850-2229. Or hit the website, whkradio.com. Click on the pre-born banner. Save a baby's life with a $28 donation. Save more lives. Save five babies. For $140, save 10 of them for $280, and you get it from there, right? Whatever your means are, and I know there are some people of means in this audience, too. If you can donate enough to save 10, 20, 30, if you can donate enough to buy an ultrasound machine, a $15,000 gift will do that. You will save countless babies' lives in the years to come. That's just a fact. Please don't let this opportunity go by. And, of course, all of these donations are tax-deductible, so you will help yourself there, too. 833-850-BABY. Let's bring Kirsten Hill onto the program now as we try to make a little sense. I didn't talk yesterday about the Board of Election uh, uh, races and the uh, uh, the votes that uh, came in on, on Tuesday night because we were focused on the Congress, focused on some of the bigger, uh, uh, more high-profile races and, uh, you know, why the red wave didn't materialize. But I do want to spend some time now talking about the all-important Board of Education and its impact on the indoctrination versus the education of kids. And Kirsten Hill has been on that board, uh, the Board of Education in Columbus. Uh, it's so good to have you, Kirsten. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, Bob. Thanks a lot for uh, focusing on the State Board of Education because it's an, an important elected body that does also include appointed members. So I'm happy to be here. Well, you know, you're exactly right. It's appointed. It's part appointed and it's part elected. And um, I wish more people paid attention to it prior to the election because, from what I'm gathering, uh, and I don't know a ton about the new appoint the new uh, uh, elected uh, members. Um, this might not be good for those of us who are trying to keep the CRT and the SEL and the CSE and the gender identity Title IX changes out of Ohio schools so we can get back to actually teaching the kids again. Um, that, might not, that might not be very easy given what happened on Tuesday. Can you tell us, uh, tell us a little more about that? Sure. Yeah, there were five of the 11 uh, elected seats up for vote across the state and um uh the results were that basically uh one two um well of the five um john hagan got reelected. he's a solid conservative and then charlotte mcguire did not have an opponent but the other three seats um which were held by uh basically two conservatives myself and um, Jenny Kilgore out of Cincinnati, as well as uh, one appointee from um, DeWine, who uh, Miller. Um, all three of those seats were basically what I'd say bought and paid for by the unions um, this cycle. So, uh, a, a quick co- quote that comes to mind for me is, when you're taking flack, you know you're over the target. So I think that the uh, unions... Um, 
you know, saw the effect, the, the, the good effect that uh, the conservatives were having on the State Board of Education, and uh, they recruited um, strong candidates that favored their values of the equity, social-emotional learning, whole child, and all that sort of stuff. And they say it outright um, in a Cleveland.com article that's, um, that came out in the last day here, I think. Um, but, yeah, they spent over $100,000 to buy those seats. Is, isn't that incredible? It is, and it's, um, it's disgusting is what it is. Uh, the names, just to throw them out there uh, so people know who we're talking about here, Teresa Fetter, a uh, lifelong Toledo Democrat and a longtime, you know, kind of a career politician. She's the one who defeated uh, Sarah McGurvey. Uh, Charlotte McGuire, as you said, stays. Uh, she was unopposed. Uh, Katie Hoffman is uh, is one of the other ones, as you say, bought and paid for by the teachers' unions. Tom Jackson defeated Tim Miller, who was the uh, appointee, as you pointed so uh, pointed out. So this is a Democrat, and Jack Windsor tells me originally from New York, who ran against Matt Dolan for state senate in 2020, and he uh, lost that. He's uh, uh, so he's looking for another place to bring his Democrat ideas and policies. So. Let's talk about the impact of this. If you have essentially of all the new board members or of the five races, four new, you know, Charlotte McGuire, as you said, was not challenged, but in the four other races, uh, three of them are going to be likely uh, pro CRT, pro CSE and SEL and so forth. And just John Hagan, the uh, only conservative who survived this purge, it's going to be very, very tough for the minority of conservatives to advocate for education over indoctrination now, isn't it? It is. Now, there is, um, you know, numbers-wise on the board, if uh, Governor DeWine sees this and if he has any concern about the direction of the board, there are eight appointed members. And um, generally, we have found the vast majority of those appointees, um, when it comes to tough votes, they pretty much vote with the union-backed elected members. So... Uh, he he does have an opportunity here to I don't, I, get do you, more do you, do you have a lot of faith in that, though, uh, Kirsten? No, and the reason I ask really. is Tim Miller was his appointee, wasn't he? And and yeah. from what I saw yeah. at the last meeting, Tim Miller basically shredded the Shea uh, um, a resolution, uh, you know, to stop this Title IX takeover, this Title IX change, or what have you. And uh, you know, this is supposed to be, you know, it, it Mike DeWine. When Mike DeWine was Attorney General, he opposed all of this bathroom bill nonsense and all of this merging boys and girls in private settings and sports teams and so forth. So he appoints a board member. One would think all of the board members he appoints, one would think, would be interested in education, not you know, teachers' union-driven indoctrination. Uh, but I don't know if I trust him for that. No, I, I, um, it's a little bit pie in the sky to, you know, to suggest that, but the, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be, it's going to be, uh, maybe a few dark years here that, you know, two more years, there'll be six more people up for election. And, um, what, as you do, and it's so great that you, um, keep a focus on the, the uh, State Board of Education because the people need to know, the parents need to wake up. Next year there's going to be local um, Board of Election races, and, um, you know, uh, it's happening in Florida, it's happening in Virginia where, you know, the parents, the parents really need to, um, you know, tune in and realize the effect that these local boards of education and the State Board of Education are having. So, 
you know, if if there's um, if we get a, a groundswell here, you know, then we have another opportunity in two years. But it, yeah. it's going to be difficult, like you say. It's going to be real difficult to get resolutions like Brendan Shane's awesome resolution, trying to um, keep the Federal Department of Education from changing the definition of the word sex in Title IX to, to include gender identity and sexual orientation. And yeah. those um, that expansion um, won't help anybody. Um, it's 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 going to um, really confuse, and that's part of the aim here is to uh, obliterate childhood in- innocence and um, confuse um, children and have children um, be in conflict with their family values. So the the you know the tr- the traditional public education that everybody thinks is going on in the schools is um, being highly influenced by the, the union interest and. And um, I could speak at length about um, social-emotional learning. It sounds good, but in fact, it's um, highly backed by the United Nations, and the aim is to use social-emotional learning to further the um, sustainable development goals or Agenda 2030. And, um, you know, so it's international in nature. And uh, it's uh, coming through the teachers' training at their colleges, it's coming through the professional development. It comes through all the associations that they belong to. Um, even the local school board members who attend um, the conferences, like there's a conference coming up um, starting this Sunday, the Ohio School Board Association, many of the hundreds of sessions um, in that conference uh, try to influence the local board members to think that whole child equity, social-emotional learning is all good stuff. And in fact, it's furthering because the left is very good at manipulating our language as well. So um, I know it's a lot of information I'm throwing out there, but people really need to realize, and and this is something that I wasn't even um, aware of. I come from a business background. In 2019, I came on to the State Board of Education and I thought, well, you know, there might be some problems in education. Well, over the last three and a half years, it's been a major um, learning uh, curve for myself in realizing what's really going on. And um, there's been a, a lot of good moves that the conservatives have made on the State Board of Education. And one of them, thanks to um, Member Hagan, is that those state board meetings and committee meetings are now all recorded on the um, Public Ohio channel, and people really need to tune into that. Um, I know one of your listeners, um, former board member Lisa Woods, encourages that all the time. It's so important that people tune into the State Board of Education because they will set uh, the policies and standards and um, rules that the legislature passes and it usually takes a couple years till it really hits at the local level. So if they watch what they watch the state board meetings, they can know what's coming to their local districts. 
Well, that's a pretty good summary, uh, Kirsten. And uh, and your point about you know the local school boards is of course extraordinarily important. Last year, we had a whole bunch of people, parents who were just tired of this, and they were they became aware of what SEL is and what CRT is and all these other things, and they fought and they went and they ran. Some of them didn't win, but they put boards on notice that parents are coming and they want changes. Uh, some of them did win, and they're bringing those changes to their local district boards, and that's extraordinarily important. However, we do we do know the importance of the State Board of Education and the influence they have on these things in the, at the district level as well. So um, we're going to continue to pray that, uh, you know, strong people like, you know, John Hagen and Brendan Shea and others who are on that board who are trying to protect kids and keep Title IX intact, uh, we're going to pray that they have the ability to sway people. And I'll remind other people as we go here, uh, Kirsten, the role of the voter and of the constituent. Um, there are opportunities at state school board meetings for testimony on various things, for co- public comment on things, sometimes written, sometimes in person. They need to take advantage of that. Let them know. Even these uh, individuals, as you say, bought and paid for uh, by the teachers' unions, uh, let them know that you will run them out if they don't change things, if they don't turn them around, no matter how much money is spent on them. Uh, make sure that they know what you want, and obviously at the local level the same way. Respectfully and lawfully, and without profanity, hopefully, go to your board meetings and make sure that the changes that need to be made are made and that you can stand up for your right to raise your child as you see fit. It is their job to educate the child. They teach them the the content and the material. You will raise them with the values you choose. And uh, and, and I think that's the one message here. Parents need to know, no matter what the school boards look like, they have a, they have a say. Yeah, thank you for pointing out about the public testimony. That is a that is an excellent way for the um, parents and uh, local community members who are concerned about what's going on in education to come to the state board meetings. Um, they meet the second Monday and Tuesday every month, except for August, and uh, generally on the Tuesday uh, in the morning or the afternoon. There's an opportunity for people to stand up and speak to the state board. Um, and they can also, if they can't come to Columbus for those meetings that are that are held um, just down the street from the state house at 25 South Front Street in the Ohio Department of Education building, they can submit written testimony, and um, that goes to sboe at education.ohio.gov. Um, that's an email address, and they can uh, put down on paper um, their concerns, and those testimonies either in person or written, get um, sent directly to all 19 members of the State Board of Education. Um, The in-person testimony is especially impactful to the board members. I've seen it uh, time and again at the meetings over the last uh, four years that when, when the public comes and speaks and they are consistent about it and they come month after month, um, the board uh, does hear them. Now, the nature of the voting, you know, will depend on, on you know, where the uh, board members stand generally, but it, it can make an influence um, on, on those board members. And uh, there's a lot of eyes on the State Board of Education. There's a lot of um, media presence there. So someone testifying in person um, can have a, a, an amplified impact, um, you know, with that media presence and, and being recorded on the Ohio Channel and live streamed on the Ohio channel. 
So, so, so important um, for people to yeah. be involved. And, uh, and if they can be involved in any way with the public testimony, and then, then again, of course, at their school board meetings, their local school board meetings, they absolutely have to do this because that's how we, that's how we affect change. Kirsten Hill, uh, who is, of course, leaving that Board of Education, thank you for your service on it. Thank you for uh, kind of uh, shining a light on what's going on there so that we know exactly what the challenge is before us. And I'm sure we'll talk again about it very soon. Yes. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Kirsten. That's Kirsten Hill, outgoing member of the Ohio Board of Education. I cannot underscore, or excuse me, I cannot overstate, rather, uh, uh, the importance of talking to the new board members and making sure that they know you will not allow your children uh, to have their educational experiences ruined by these uh, ridiculous, insane, woke changes uh, from the federal government to be pushed down onto them at the state and at the local district levels. Okay, it's 952. Uh, have you made that call yet? If you have not yet made that call to preborn this morning for our one day campaign, remember, I can't say that often enough. It's only one day that you have a chance to call 833-850-BABY and save babies' lives through the wonderful, uh, technological magic of ultrasounds. We'll talk to Scott Wilder from Preborn again coming up right after this on Always Rate Radio. All right, friends, Bob France here once again for the Empire Window Company. Let me say that again, Empire Window Company. A one more time, Empire Window Company. There's a lot of window companies out there, and I want to make Empire Window Company stand out because I chose Empire Window Company for a reason. I chose them when we were shopping for new windows last summer because we just could not take the high energy bills in both the summer and the winter any longer with our drafty old offset windows. We knew we had to get them changed. We were losing too much air conditioning in the summer and losing too much heat in the winter so we needed the energy efficiency of an empire window company window and the reason why we chose them threefold we wanted somebody with expertise with experience and with the best pricing expertise yeah they only send out window installers to do your jobs no general contractors no carpenters and electricians and plumbers who also do windows on the site just windows that's it experience how about 63 years in the business no one is doing it better for longer than Empire Window Company. And how about great pricing? Half price. That's right. 50% off. That's half price when you call Empire Window Company. 855-76-EMPIRE. Get those windows replaced. You can do it before the weather really turns cold. 855-76-EMPIRE. More information online at EmpireWindowCompany.com. And just so you know, they'll spread your payments out with a tremendous financing plan. You can get 24 months at 0%. Spread those payments out for 24 months and experience the savings on your heating bill. And add to the home value as well with the new windows today. Call Empire Window Company at 855-76-EMPIRE. Which company? Empire Window Company. You des- um, the, the fight goes on. And we're going to talk more about that with Dr. Everett Piper in just a moment. But first, I want to bring Scott Wilder back on. He is in our studio yes, with Preborn Ministry. And uh, we're talking about saving babies' lives. Abortion has never been a bigger topic than mm. it is right now. Mm. It's a topic in the Congress. It's a topic in everybody's household. It's a topic at the water cooler. It's a topic on social media. And one thing, Scott, that is not debatable is that more pregnant girls and women choose to have their babies when they can see their babies before they're born, right? More than 83% of the time, they will choose life if they can see their baby, hear their baby's heartbeat. And so that's what we're doing today. We're providing that truth at the time they need it the most. And by the way, you know that we're swimming upstream here. You know that the whole world 
movie stars, influencers, singers. I mean, they remember the old uh, shout your abortion, uh, the hashtag. Yeah. I mean, they are proud of being wrong. Uh, and, and so we should not shy away. It doesn't mean we have to be loud, but we do need to be uh, impactful, need to make a difference. So we are today. Let me thank a couple of people that will call the number. Uh, we'll give the number in a second. Marlene said, I want to uh, put $1,000 toward it. Uh, Marlene, thanks. Charles, I want to put $570 toward it. Guy uh, in Cleveland said, I want to save five babies for $140. Dan in Streetsboro said, I want to save five babies, $140. $280 saves 10 babies. We're going to save 500 babies today. It's a total of $14,000. We have about uh, 12000 left. So you want to join us? Uh, come in at any amount at all at whkradio.com or call the number 833-850-2229. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Thank you. 833-850-2229. I cut you off there. No, not at all. I just want to tell everybody again how proud I am to have crushed that goal each year that you we bet. do this. It's a one-day campaign. People need to know that. Don't think about it. Maybe next week I'll get This is a today-only thing, mm. 833-850-BABY. Uh, uh, and uh, this is an opportunity uh, for you to save babies' lives. Um, it just can't be more clear than that. 83% of women and, and uh, young girls who have their uh, uh, ultrasounds and are able to see their babies will choose to give that baby life or to actually allow that baby to be born. It's mm. already a life inside of her. Sure. So Scott will continue to monitor those calls. Thank you. Pleasure. As we welcome Dr. Everett Piper back to our program. Dr. Piper is not only a best-selling author, not only a weekly columnist for the Washington Times, he is not only a past university president and a radio podcast host of the rebellion in his native Oklahoma. He is now officially a county commissioner. I've been waiting to play that. Dr. Piper won his election to the county commission uh, on Tuesday night, and so now we're talking to an elected official as one of the generals in our culture war. Doctor, congratulations. Well, thanks, Bob. Um, <laughs> some folks might be asking, why in the world county commissioner? Um, you know, I, I, I talked about this on your show before. Local government matters, local control, local voice, local responsibility. Uh, all of this matters in a constitutional republic. And, in fact, I think COVID t- taught us that who you have locally as a mayor, a county uh, commissioner, city councilman, whatnot, those people are going to have a lot to say about how you live your life if another crisis happens. I mean, if you've got people that honor your personal privacy, honor your right to make your own decisions, you're going to live very differently than the town or the county next door where you've got some little Napoleon trying to n- control your life. So that's why I decided to run. And um, I shared with you the data. We uh, won by 74% to 26%. So I guess if if it proves anything, you can be an unapologetic conservative Christian that believes in our in America and the Constitution. You can still get elected if you work hard and get to know people. Well, that is exactly right, and it's uh, it's a great lesson to learn or a great uh, reminder to get. I guess is uh, is a better way to say that. So, congratulations to you, and I concur on social or excuse me on uh, local uh, uh, um, uh, leadership being more important or as important as anything. Um, can you can you speak a little bit to your column this week because other elections in Oklahoma came out. Well, in an interesting way, because you were sounding the alarm on the air last week and over the last couple of weeks about how uh, the government, the governor's race was a toss-up despite a you know strong conservative record for Kevin Stitt. And, uh, and now, that, uh, now that the voting is done and the votes are counted, uh, it looked like things turned out okay. But what's your takeaway? 
Well, I guess I could throw you a bone and say you were right last week because I was. I was. I said Oklahoma is the canary in the coal mine, mm-hmm. and it's gasping right now. There's noxious gas in the coal mine, and if this canary dies, it's a harbinger of things to come for the entire nation. Now, you could look at the results in a couple ways. First of all, I may have been wrong. The polls may have been wrong. Maybe Kevin Stitt was doing better than we thought even before – uh, those of us who were concerned opened our big mouths and said, we better get out and, and vote or we're going to lose this one. I mean, dark money, $20 million of George Soros-related dark money was thrown at Joy Hoffmeister, Stitt's opponent. And she went down by 15 points. Stitt won by 15 points here. Now, he's pro-life, he's pro-gun, he's pro-school choice, he's pro-outspoken Christianity. This is Kevin Stitt. He's been... He has signed the most conservative pro-life bill in the nation. He has stood for the rights of parents to choose what school they want for their children. This man has stood for constitutional carry, open carry here in Oklahoma. The list goes on. He prevailed. He won by 15 points. That's a good story, right? Now, what happened in the rest of the country? I mean, at the time I commented on your show last week, a lot of people were saying, well, we're going to have a red wave. We're going to have a tsunami, a red tsunami. That didn't necessarily happen. I agree with your intro to this segment that we shouldn't hang our heads. We've won some important races, Stitt's race being one of them, the superintendent for public instruction here in Oklahoma being another. We've won some important races, but we're disappointed in others. Um, You know where I stand on this. I think we've learned a lesson. Conservatism wins. I'm going to make some of your listeners mad, and the next thing I'm going to say probably, Trumpism doesn't. It's time that we recognize that it's, it, 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 we need to hand the baton to a young, vibrant conservative that can win our presidential election in 2024. I do not believe that that's Trump. If we nominate him, we're going to get crushed for a variety of different reasons. We need DeSantis or someone like him to carry the banner forth. I passionately believe that, and we've got to wake up and go that direction. Okay. Um Let's talk about this. I talked about this at length last night on a new podcast that I host with Jack Windsor, and we talked about the Trump factor and about uh, him going forward as as the leader of the party and so on and so forth. I, I agree with almost everything you said. I don't know that I agree with the idea of finding a, quote, singular, young, uh, uh, you know, conservative leader to be the new face of the party. I don't think we need a face of the party. Now, of course, when 2024 rolls around and Frankly, when 2023 rolls around and we start seeing declarations of, of running, yeah, we need to pick one of those as the potential president, the nominee. But I think there are a host of young conservative faces who have better messaging skills than d- does uh, a former President Trump and who, of course, have much more, uh, let's say, less divisive personalities and much more um, mature approaches to their messaging. I will never, ever, ever um uh forget what president trump did for us he stopped hillary clinton from taking over and, and becoming the third and fourth terms of obama this country would be unrecognizable had it not been for the for the trump term he stopped her and then when he got here he did so much better and so much more for constitutionalism and conservatism than i ever imagine anybody could particularly swimming upstream as he was against so much negativity and so much uh, obstruction. I'll never forget it, and I'll never, ever, ever uh, be able to say thank you enough to him. But the time to move on has come, and I think it's going to come with a host of conservative leaders, not necessarily DeSantis as the new Trump. 
Your thoughts? Uh, I agree with you. So let me take a half step back. When I said a, a young conservative leader, I'm referring to who we nominate as president. But we've got a very strong bench. And I could rattle off, as could you, a half a dozen or a dozen strong Republican constitutionalists from Ron DeSantis on down through several governors and some congressmen and senators. We have a very strong bench. And for the sake of time, I'm not going to rattle that off. But you can in a later show. The point is this. Donald Trump should be thanked. And I thank him robustly for defending my religious freedom. I don't agree with him on some personal issues, and I haven't apologized for that. But here's the thing. The chink in the armor, I think, has been exposed. Donald Trump, quite frankly, gave us two Democrat senators from Georgia back in 2020. Arguably, arguably, we wouldn't have a split Senate right now if Donald Trump would have become more robustly involved and positively involved in electing a Republican senator from Georgia in 2020. And now we're in danger of doing it again. And I think the election results show us that constitutional conservatism wins. Christian conservatism wins. Um, Christian patriotism, constitutional patriotism wins. Make America great again wins, because America is exceptionally good and great. But Trumpism doesn't win. We need to move on and thank him for the foundation he built for being proud of America and moving forward and defending our Constitution and our freedoms therein. But we need to recognize We've got to hand the baton to somebody else. And yes, there is no I in team, I recognize. It's a team, not an individual. But in the end, we do need to nominate an individual as president. Yeah, you're right. And, and we will have to eventually narrow that down. But you're right. I think there's at least a dozen that I could name that would be outstanding that would be, uh, I think, heavily favored to defeat either Joe Biden if he were to run again or anybody that runs. And in fact, let's hit that part of this, Dr. Piper, if we could. Uh, Joe Biden is facing some severe opposition from the left, telling him don't run. They see the reality. Yes, they were able to stave off the red wave because of their fictional uh, democracy is on the ballot nonsense, and they're appealing to, uh, quote-unquote, women's rights to kill their babies, and apparently those things, in the mind of many Democrat voters, trumped being able to put food on the table at a decent price, being able to put gas in the car at a decent price, and on down the line, having a secure border and national security. Um, Joe, Joe Biden, um, you know, is 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 a disaster. And I will take our list of a dozen or so against any dozen or so that they could come up with to replace Biden on the ticket. If Biden isn't going to run again and Trump isn't going to run again and he is going to. But if, if, if again, if we can find a way to move on past him and it's a brand new face, who do they have over there? Dr. Piper, Gavin Newsom. Look at the state of California, and I mean literally the state California is in. When I say the state of California, look, I mean, who, Pete Booty Judge, uh, Kamala Harris. I mean, I'm I'm looking up and down the Democrat ranks trying to find somebody who would have nationwide appeal and a record uh, on which to run the way we do with this dozen or so that we could name. And I tell you what, if they don't run Joe Biden again, and maybe we should hope that they do, uh, what do they have to offer? I agree with you. Um, again, they don't want Biden to run. Let's just, they don't. They know that they're in grave danger of losing if Biden runs again. They, that won't happen. They're not going to let him run again. I'll just, that's not going to happen. I would argue 
that likewise, we need to recognize it's time to move on. And when we do move on, they move on to their stable or their bench. We move on to our stable or our bench. Ours is so much stronger. Ours is so much stronger. You just rattled off a, a bunch of people who are dramatic failures and so extreme in their views that there isn't a snowball chance in Texas of anybody in Texas voting for those lunatics or anybody in Florida or anybody in Oklahoma. And I would argue even in some of the quote-unquote swing states like Ohio and Pennsylvania and Georgia and whatnot, the general public up there appreciate American exceptionalism, appreciate sanity when it comes to schools, appreciate individual choice in in living your own life, and appreciates the sanctity of human life, and that individuals shouldn't be executed because they're inconvenient to some mom or dad that doesn't want to live a life as a parent and wants to continue to live selfishly. And by the way, I want to promote your earlier guest here. Oklahoma Wesleyan University bought a mobile uh, ultrasound unit, and we saved hundreds of lives as a result of giving the opportunity of college students. We would pull this ultrasound van up next to Oklahoma State University or uh, University of Oklahoma or University of Tulsa campus, and we would save lives with the result of doing that. The general public understands the value of these particular principles, and they'll vote for them. But we need to remember that Republicans are a party of principles and not a party of people per se. In other words, we don't elect a king. We preserve the Constitution. I'll tell you what, Dr. Piper, I'm so glad to hear you say that, and that wasn't a guest. He's my co-host for the day. Scott Wilder's in our studio. Scott Wilder, get on the mic there, and uh, let me introduce you to Dr. Everett Piper. Dr. Yeah. Piper, Scott Wilder from Preborn Ministry. You guys obviously are like-minded. That is such a great story that you bought an <laughs> ultrasound machine at Oklahoma Wesleyan and took it to all of the public university yeah. campuses to tell all the pregnant women, come on in here, and the pregnant college students, come on in here and look at your baby. Yeah. That's unbelievable. That's awesome, and it's it and it's uh, isn't it funny how uh, it is the truth, and the reason it is so stark, uh, the reason it's so telling, uh, the reason it's so powerful is because the lie that it's not a baby is so pervasive. I mean, I, we talked to young girls said I always knew what an abortion was, but I never really knew what an abortion was, and that that is sort of the deal, isn't it? Uh, they they are told again and again it's a lunchtime procedure. I mean, I was on my you know my fall tour. I had an abortion in October. I was back on the stage you know the next night uh, doing my set or by singers or whoever. Uh, they're swimming upstream with with falsehoods from every single direction. So when you provide the truth, which is what an ultrasound does, I mean, I liken it to a girl in a conference room at a law firm and uh, she's about to sign a huge contract. If that huge contract was in a different language. We would all believe that ought to be translated. She cannot sign that if she doesn't know what she's signing. And so today, you provide that ultrasound or the ultrasound machine, you're providing the truth, and boy, everything changes once they see their baby, hear their baby's heartbeat. So we're excited to do it with you again today. Well, that is that is a great uh, a great story, and uh, you know, Doctor Piper, I, something else that you and Scott and the preborn ministry have in common, and, and that is just you know your belief and your commitment to spreading the word of Jesus Christ. You know, as an evangelical Christian, Doctor Piper, you'll love that preborn uh, ministry centers lead the nation in the percentage of patients who come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior after coming in to uh, uh, to see their baby through the ultrasound. So, you know, spreading spreading the word is. Uh, you know, is is another great benefit to uh, to the great work they do in this ministry. Yeah, but if I could tell you real quickly, the numbers from last year, the 2021 numbers, 44,727 uh, babies saved. That's 860 babies a week at preborn centers. And 
8,777 salvations. That is 169 uh, choices to, uh, you know, for Christ a week. And I, you know, I, I love uh, our friend Alistair Begg, but uh, no matter what your mega church is, you're probably not bringing 169 a week uh, to the saving knowledge. So, yeah, it's saving babies and saving souls. We're pro-life, pro-gospel, and we're pro-mom and pro-baby, including services well beyond the uh, decision for life. Well, if Dr. I could Piper, jump in you, here. Yeah, I want, you to, I want you to get the final word here, Dr. Piper. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I would just say, everybody listening right now, get out your checkbook and give to these people. Scott, and by the way, when I heard your voice, I thought, you've got to be a professional communicator of some sort. I didn't realize that you were actually part of this program. I envy your voice. You've got the voice of God. I'm just old. Thank you. Thank you, though. Anyway, um, I can vouch for this. I actually got about a $150,000 donation from a guy just down the road from you all up there. In um, in your area, yeah, uh, a conservative Catholic guy gave me 150 grand to go out and buy a fully equipped ultrasound mobile unit. Mm. And our intent was we're going to drive this thing to areas where kids are being encouraged to get abortion. And where are those areas? The local state university, mm-hmm. or we'll park the thing right across from Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. And we saved hundreds of lives. We've documented it. Now, I was saying it was over 90% that entered into that van actually chose not to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. So my numbers are really close to yours. So between 80 to 90, 95% of the young women that go in to get an ultrasound see truth, see the reality. They see, the, they see a living human being mm-hmm. kicking its legs, sucking its thumb, looking at the camera, and they <laughs> choose not to kill that human being. And it's great. It's great news that they also accept Christ Amen. in the process. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, I feel like this is divine uh, intervention here, the fact that you two guys came together with those stories. I mean, we had Scott scheduled. We do this once a year with Preborn, Dr. Piper, and uh, we come on and talk about the magic of these ultrasounds and the impact that it has on uh, uh, these pregnant women and, and younger girls. And uh, and I had no idea that you did that with the mobile unit, the mobile van uh, 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 ultrasound unit uh, in Oklahoma. So I just think that was that's God working and bringing Amen. two voices Amen. together to try to save lives. So, Dr. Piper, I'll sign off here with you thank you so much congratulations again on your victory uh and we will talk to you again next week all right blessing thank you dr piper and scott wilder is going to stay with us throughout the broadcast today so we'll take a time out here bottom of the hour news is coming while the news is on you should be dialing 833-850-BABY 833-850-BABY charlie just texted me by the way scott and said we just donated had to wait on hold for almost 10 minutes uh, which that, i uh, take that, as a good sign well i hope so we're, we're gonna we're get on the phone right now make sure that's not the case if you want to handle it in under uh, 20 seconds you go online to whkradio.com it's easy to do there but we'll get on the phone with the phone bank and make sure that's not the case so the phone number's good but the web I, is I so much hope, faster i almost hope it is the case though yeah, me too. Like charlie yeah, said gotcha, that means gotcha. there's a lot of people who are going to do uh, do what they can to save babies today 833-850-BABY or a scott point www.whkradio.com and the preborn banner. And we're back after the news. Helping you 
you understand the commander-in-chief. And... in Libya, we should be opening up the, 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 the... Always right with Bob France. I shouldn't be starting off and negotiating in public here, but let me say it this way. On AM 1420, The Answer. Onward now, 1039, Always Right Radio on AM 1420, The Answer. A little programming note here, just a reminder. Uh, first of all, let me remind you to pick up the phone or go on the website and uh, continue to save babies' lives. Continue to make us proud uh, as a community. Uh, you know, for me as a radio host, I hate to make it sound like virtuous signaling, but I, I feel good when people tell me we hit the goal. I feel good when people tell me your listeners came up and smashed the goal and saved more lives than we even imagined uh, that they would. Uh, it feels good for me, but I think it should make us feel good as a community that we come together to protect innocent life. Um, that's what it's all about. 833-850-BABY. We'll check in with Scott here in a few again. Website, whkradio.com. Click on the pre-born banner. $28 is all it takes to save a life. It, it, it's, it's not difficult to do the math. $140 would save five babies' lives. The numbers are not ambiguous. They are clear. Um, 80 to 90% of young girls and women who become pregnant who see their babies through the ultrasound, choose not to have an abortion. They give their babies life. Uh, that's extraordinary. So uh, whatever you can do, whatever you can do with your means to help save babies' lives, uh, let's do that together. 833-850-BABY. Now, a uh, couple of programming notes. Uh, number one, uh, in about 25 minutes or so, I'm going to be catching a plane to Washington, D.C. for a very important event tonight. So Scott, uh, or see, uh, Scott Wilder is going to continue, and Josh Booth is going to take over ably for us for that last hour or 45 minutes or so of the broadcast as I head to D.C. for tomorrow's uh, celebration of the addition of the D-Day prayer, FDR's D-Day prayer, as our heroes went and saved the world by storming the beaches of Normandy on June 6, 1944. That D-Day prayer has been missing from the World War II memorial since the memorial's creation. Uh, it made no sense, none. But it took an unbelievable labor of love for Chris Long, the pastor and president of the Ohio Christian Alliance, and for sponsorship in the Congress on the House side by Congressman Bill Johnson, uh, on the Senate side by Senator Rob Portman, uh, and just countless donors and volunteers working so hard to go through all of the bureaucracy that it takes, sadly, to make this happen. It's, it's just inconceivable that it was never there. But after 11 years of fighting and fundraising, and it took a ton of both, it's happening right now. It's actually under construction. It's not going to be completed by the time we have our celebration tomorrow, but... Chris and the others who were, uh, Bill Federer, by the way, huge role in this too, American historian Bill Federer. But those uh, who worked on this so so hard thought there is no better day to do the celebration of this now that it's being constructed than Veterans Day. So tomorrow is Veterans Day 2022. I will be live in Washington, D.C. emceeing, well, I shouldn't say live as if I'm coming on the air. I will be emceeing uh, that celebra- celebration and commemoration of the addition of the prayer to the memorial. Um, I'm honored to have been asked, humbled, quite frankly confused. Uh, I don't deserve the uh, the honor to be there with all of these people who work so hard for this, but they have asked, and I will do. Uh, so for my point to all of that is Peter Kersenow is in tomorrow for me. So I know you always enjoy listening to Peter. I wish I was here when I was off so I could listen to Peter as well. Uh, but Peter Kirsten and I will be hosting the show for us tomorrow. So make sure you come with all of your questions and comments about what happened in the election on Tuesday 
and beyond. So that's just a little note here. I'll be heading to the airport here in about uh, a half an hour. So uh, Josh will take over with Scott Wilder and help save more babies' lives. Now, before we do anything else, I do want to open the phone lines up to you for these last uh, uh, 20 minutes or so that I'm with you at 216-901-0945. But I also want to get a few things done. Um, you have to love, as we continue to analyze why there was no red wave on uh, Tuesday, but there was also not a defeat. People need to understand that. We did not lose. We just did not win as big as we wanted to win. Uh, I said this to Jack Windsor last night on our podcast, which uh, was Facebook st- uh, live-streamed. You know, a, a 35 to nothing NFL victory feels great, and everything goes perfectly. Swamping of the other team. But it doesn't do anything more in the, in, on, in the standings than a 9-6 to six win does. A field goal festival filled with turnovers, penalties, called back touchdowns, and boring football. 9-6. to six. You made so many mistakes, you couldn't put them away, you barely won. It still counts the same in the standings. So the fact that we barely win the majority in the House of Representatives is irrelevant. We win the majority, we become the brake pedal screeching the radical spending and radical legislation to a halt. Moreover, we begin oversight and investigation of the Biden family, the Hunter Biden laptop and foreign influence peddling and sale of the of the vice president's office by the big guy to enemies of this country. All of it is going to be on the table, not to mention the CDC, the NIH, Dr. Fauci, not to mention the FBI, Merrick Garland, Christopher Wray, DOJ. All of it is going to be investigated, and things are going to change at all of those very important levels. So take the the win and don't complain that it wasn't big enough. It's still a win. It's still going to do the job. And there's still a chance we could have a single-seat majority, 51-49, in the um, uh, in the Senate as well. Right now it's 49-48, three undecided. Uh, we'll see what happens in those, and we'll see what happens in the runoff in Georgia next week, but do not, or next month, but do not panic and think, well, we didn't get the red wave, therefore we lost. That's crap thinking. It's not reality. And I say all of that to introduce this, the gift that keeps on giving. Joe Biden took to the podium yesterday and declared that the results on Tuesday prove that the American people like what he's doing, that they like what he's doing with the economy, that he, they like what he's doing uh, with all of his policies in 22 months of destruction. Destruction of the Strategic Petroleum Reserves, destruction of our foreign influence in Europe, destruction of our energy independence, Destruction of our low, low inflation rate. Destruction of our border security. Destruction of our ability to fill the grocery cart and be able to pay for it all. I mean, everything that has happened for the last 22 months has been devastating for Americans. Joe Biden took the non-red wave that ha- that didn't happen on on uh, on Tuesday as an indication that all of that destruction wasn't happening. And he gives us this gift going forward for the next two years. What in the next two years do you intend to do differently 
uh, to change people's uh, opinion of the direction of the country, particularly as you contemplate a run for president in 2024? Nothing. He's not going to change anything. Inflation is going to continue to crush Americans. All of the things that I just listed, crime, which is on an out-of-control spike in America's biggest cities from one end of the country to the other, Americans are suffering in extraordinary ways, that in ways they haven't suffered in decades and decades and decades. And he's taking the fact that he's going to lose the House of Representatives, but not by as big of a margin as he thought, as an indication that the people are happy with the job he's doing. Might I remind this senile, dementia-addled, uh, old liar that the polls of his approval rating that have been used to evaluate and measure uh, presidents uh, for decades and decades, have him at near record lows in the 30th percentile of approval na- nationwide and under that at 28% among independents. 28% of American independents say they're happy with the Biden performance in the Biden economy. And he's not going to change anything. It's the gift that keeps on giving. You, If you allow this guy to do for the next two years what he has done in his first two years, um, you can forget about anything having to do with the presidency that any Democrat could possibly rescue after this. But that is when you will see what they tried to pull this time around. You'll see the wheels come off. Democracy is on the ballot because Republicans challenged the election of 2020, and many of them don't believe it was legitimate. Well... Democracy was on the ballot in 2020 when the Democrats did challenge the integrity of the 2016 election and didn't believe that Donald Trump was legitimate. That game is going to be over by 2024. And if you think that is going to rescue you and your party from 7, 7.5, 8, 8.5, 9% inflation and gas prices through the roof. And by the way, he continues to lie about that too. And how long does he think he's going to be able to get on? Even the Washington Post fact-checkers gave him a rating of, like, what was the word that they used? Bottomless? I think it was bottomless Pinocchios. Because of just they can't keep track of the myriad of lies that he continues to tell uh, from the podium, including this one. Um, and so, um, but what I can't do is I can't guarantee that... Um, we're going to be able to uh, get rid of inflation, but I do think we can. We've brought, we've already. By brought- the way, I can't guarantee we're going to be able to get rid of inflation, but they sold us the Inflation Reduction Act, which was never intended to indu- uh, to uh, reduce inflation. As a matter of fact, literally every single economic indicator pointed to the fact that in- uh, um, inflation will rise because of this act, uh, a slight amount about 0.2% over the course of the next 10 years. It's not an Inflation Reduction Act. They just titled it that because they didn't want to call it the Gangrene Act, which is all about green energy. So it was never going to reduce inflation, and now that it's already passed, he can say, yeah, I'm not sure uh, we're going to be able to uh, uh, reduce inflation, but here's the lie. Brought down the price of gasoline about $1.20 a gallon. We've brought down the price of gasoline about $1.20 a gallon? 
you increased the price of gasoline by about $2.70 a gallon. You took it from 239 which is what it was under Donald Trump, at the end of his term, to $5.03 at the worst peak in June of this year because of your pipeline, fracking, and coal mine fossil fuel policies. You emptied the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, putting us in a precarious position if we ever have to go to war. But you raised that price to $5.03 through your policies, and now that it's three eighty nine nationally, you're bragging about lowering it a dollar twenty a gallon. That's like saying I gained sixty pounds and got really really fat, but I just lost six of them. Look at what a great job I am with my I'm doing with my physical fitness. I've lost six pounds. You're still plus fifty four. You aren't doing a good job with your fitness. You allowed it to get out of control. And now a couple of pounds off and you're bragging about how great you look? That's what he's doing with the gas prices. He raised them from 239 to over 5 bucks, and now that it's 389 which is still crippling middle-class American families, he's taken a victory lap with it? My friends, let him run. Let him take that lap. Jog, smile, wave your flag. Do what you want to do. I'm fine with you saying you're going to do nothing different in the next two years, because when you do nothing different than what you've done in the first two years, and America's misery is compounded by two more years of it, you and your party will never see the light of day again. That's reality, my friends. All right, it's 1052. Let's take a time out and come back and check in with Scott Wilder and see where we are saving babies' lives. During this commercial break, we ought to be able to save another five or ten lives, right? Call 833-850-BABY. Or go online, get your credit card out, and just pop on to whkradio.com. Click on the preborn banner. You save some lives during this break, and we'll be right back. All right, friends, it's almost lunchtime. How about checking out Harry Buffalo today? And if you're saying, yeah, Bob, I can't get to Harry Buffalo. I'm not close enough to Great Northern Boulevard and North, North Olmstead during the workday. Okay, wait till the workday ends and go there at uh, about 4 o'clock, maybe 5 o'clock, maybe 6 o'clock, because between 4 and 7, it's happy hour at Harry Buffalo, and there's a new special every day. And you know what the Thursday special is? Kids eat for free. So you get off the job, you swing by the house, you pick up the kids, and you head to Harry Buffalo, and you have yourself a phenomenal meal, and kids eat free. Just don't forget to check out the website before you go. Number one, you can see a phenomenal menu, so you can kind of get an idea of what you want to choose. Otherwise, you're going to make the waitress sit there for two hours while you try to make up your mind over what you want, because the options are so great. But also, when you go to the website, you can become a member of the herd. Join the herd and become a subscriber, and you'll get a free appetizer when you go as well. How about that? So whether you make it there at lunchtime today, that's cool, or you go at dinner, uh, happy hour time tonight, or maybe a late dinner tonight. Doesn't matter what time you go, because it's always a good time when it's Harry Buffalo time in North Olmsted on Great Northern Boulevard. Absolutely. So we, we have some centers that more than 95% of the time when a girl or a woman sees her baby's heartbeat or sees her baby, hears the heartbeat, she chooses life. Anyway, uh, join us now at whkradio.com or call 833-850-2229 on our one and only day to stand for life together. I know that not everybody listening right now can afford a $15,000 ultrasound machine, but I know there are some who can 
It's tax deductible too. You can do this. Uh, I'm asking you. You have it's the end of the year too. You're looking for mm. things to make donations to at the end of your tax year. Uh, to ease the burden in April, if you're looking for a place to put your money, why not put it in the hands of preborn so that they can save babies' lives? How else can you better spend that money? So those who have the means, please do so. And those who have the means just to save the one baby, the $28, we need you to do that too. Uh, we can do this, people. I'm so proud of this. Uh, I'm going to turn this over to Scott for the rest of the show, along with Josh Booth, who's going to take you through uh, the last 45 minutes. I'm going to be on a plane to D.C. Peter Kirsten, I was in for me tomorrow. Make sure you tune in and listen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com